0: Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are in the right place. Freed Up has a word for you. Guess what today is? It's our anniversary. It's our first year anniversary, y'all. I am so grateful to God for the opportunity to serve him in this way, and I am so very grateful to each of you for being a listener. Together, we are getting freed up on this journey, and I'm excited about it. Listen, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening to us as everything around us is pressing in on us. We are in a pandemic and we're also facing this racial crisis and historic shift in our lives. And we're going to talk about it today. But one of the things I want to make sure that you know is that this time, though it's different, times like this are not new. I want you to be reminded as we think about the memory of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, that there was one whose life was snuffed out because of nothing that he had done. His name is Jesus. And Jesus prepared his disciples for that time that would come. It was chaotic. It was scary. It was fearful. And he left them with these words. My peace I give to you. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you to be your comforter. And most of all, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And so I want you to be encouraged as you listen to this conversation between me and Lexi. Lexi is someone who serves her community. She's been in the nonprofit sector for over 20 years and has been on the ground talking to people about the challenges they face within the Black community and how they're facing these unprecedented issues on a daily basis. As you listen to our conversation, I hope you're encouraged because we're going to talk today in this first segment as we talk about race and what's happening in our world and how it impacts our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. So let's be courageous as we face what's facing us. Listen in on this conversation. It's going to bless you. Lexi. Yes. It's been a long day. It is Friday and it is four (laughs) o'clock.
1: Thank God.
0: No truer words could be spoken. Happy yeah. Friday. Yay. Yes. Uh, because truly, yeah. really it is a celebration that we are at this phase of um, our week and what a week it has been. Yeah. A week of just mixed emotions, um, mm-hmm. protests, rioting, looting. And yeah. we've seen a little bit of everything and not just in our city. hmm all across this country, cities across this country and people around the world from London to Syria, um, places that you would never think that would be impacted by something that's happening right here in our backyard and something that's affected us as black people for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your emotions this week. What has all of this felt like for you?
1: Yeah, I've got to say, for me, it has definitely been a roller coaster. Um, I've seen memes that describe that sometimes you're crying, sometimes you're introspective and very pensive, um, sometimes you're angry, Um, and that definitely describes how my emotions have been over the last Um, Of the last uh, few days, there have been moments of hurt, um, moments where I'm like, okay, I see a little sunlight as you see someone um, have a moment of clarity and understanding and empathy. Um, And so it's been in all of those spaces. And I've got to admit, for me, I am so used to, um, in the roles I'm in, in my work and in my personal life, needing to be almost a rescuer or being in that uh, space of, okay, I need to not allow my emotions Um, be at the forefront I've got to be rational think things through Mm -hmm. and then respond to that place but honestly for this what has happened and this collective sense of mourning and this collective sense of just being tired Mm -hmm. I've really had to kind of learn to sit with my emotions um and just feel it, like give myself space to feel what I'm feeling. So it's it's been all over the place.
0: It's been all over the place. Yeah, you know, what I appreciate about what you just shared is that you basically communicated, I think, what is so hard for so many, particularly Black women, mm. in that we are used to carrying these loads and carrying the weight of our homes, Mm -hmm. carrying the weight sometimes even of black men Mm -hmm. um, and all of the emotions that go with supporting them and our children and trying to push through even to the expense of our health, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. going to work, make sure we're showing up at work where there may not be sensitivity about what we're experiencing as people in this country. And yet, Knowing that if we don't stop and give ourselves permission to just feel it and grieve it and understand that this is trauma mm-hmm. that's happening, it's race trauma that's happening. These experiences that we've we've been um, seeing, when we don't do that, it shows up in our bodies and it stays in our our minds and imprinted on our mm-hmm. spirits. And so I'm so glad that you've done that this week and um, have really echoed where I feel like I've needed to be, especially as I've been numb for quite a bit of the week, but just saying, okay, now you got to ratchet it up, Tina, you really have to sit with the pain of it.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, you know, my, my history. Um, I had a stroke five years ago. Um, uh, It was uh, due to untreated high blood pressure and stress and all that good stuff um, or bad stuff. And, you know, I was thank God. You know, no one would be able to tell that I've had a stroke. But some of the lessons learned um, from that journey have been around self-care, um, about around prioritizing um, my mental and emotional and physical health, around mindfulness. You know, all those things that in some ways are starting to become buzzwords, but are truly um, a life and death level of importance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, women as black women. Um, And so I've really had to learn that lesson and learn how to prioritize those things so that when something like this comes up, you know, the core of who I am hasn't changed. I'm a uh, a leader in my space, but I'm also very empathetic. So when I feel the collective mourning and sadness um, and anger uh, coming on, it really does, you know, impact me as it does so many people. And so you have to have those tools in place in order to almost reflexively access them during times like this. There are times where it's going to be a conscious conscious accessing of those tools. You know, I consciously have to tell myself, you know, to go for a bike ride or to go for a walk or to step away from social media, but... Um, there's, you've, we just have to access those tools because this is too much for us to bear alone. Um, even it's too much for one another. We've got to, you know, certainly be in connection with God, but also know how to take care of our mental health so that we can continue in this journey.
0: Yeah, so true. I mean, what you've outlined really just so um, succinctly and thoroughly is that all of this that we've been experiencing in our space, because, of course, we've got two major, large, um, global, all-inclusive things that are happening because what's happened with these deaths has now resonated around the world, also in this global pandemic as well. And at some point in time in our lives, we recognize that what we've been doing maybe in one season is just not going to be enough Yeah, to make it in that next season. And this is a time in our lives where what we've done before, and I will say for me personally, the way that I've cared for myself before is just not enough. Mm-hmm. And it has taken me some time to recognize that. Um, after multiple visits to doctors and and going through the, the you know, just kind of the healthcare uh, system for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so that has spoken volumes to me. So I appreciate you sharing really the connection yeah. of body, soul, mind, and spirit that has been impacted and affected yeah. by all of this and our need to pull from resources and know this is topping us over. And how do we think about, Ways to do that differently. And so one of the things I want to go back to what you said was Mm -hmm. we can't do this alone. We have to walk in community. I know we have listeners who are introverts. They're people who are used to that. Maybe they live by themselves or Mm -hmm. they pull, draw out so they can deal with some of the emotions and all of that. Talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about what you mean by needing that community and what has community been for you? Like who is your community and how has that worked for you?
1: Sure, 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 sure. Um, I love that question because I learned through My Health Challenges the power of having a support system Um, and what it can really, really mean. So when the pandemic hit, you know, all of us had to go into um, our, you know, places of shelter. And for me, I was like, oh, I know how to do this because I'm an introvert. So (laughs) I do this all the time. I can be on the weekend, me, myself and I, and we Netflix and chill. We (laughs) read books, we do all sorts of things. And we're fantastic. Um, But the reality is God didn't design us to be alone, you know, reason why even as a single person, you're in families, you're in relationships with people. Um, And so for me, I'm very thankful that I've had, you know, I've got friend groups, you know, I'm not necessarily the person that has a ton of friends, um, but the friends that I've had, I'm so very blessed that some of them are 30 years deep into this thing. And so we were very intentional, actually, about, for one group of friends, every other week, we did um, basically a happy hour together. Um, So you grab your glass of wine and your snack, and we just sat out and talked. And sometimes it was just all about the pandemic, especially at the beginning, because you know, that's what, you know, it was new, and we're like, what in the heck, and, you know, all of that, Um, but then there came a moment where, you know, we're just talking about, okay, what's happening with work, because obviously there's a lot of uncertainty around jobs, and, you know, all of that good stuff, and so we all needed a moment to be able to talk about that, and then, you know, there comes a time where, you know, you're back to just kicking it. You know, you're talking about, you know, what Netflix uh, shows you're <laughs> trying to watch. You know, um, I'm, of course, because everybody knows I'm a Ham- Hamilton fan. I'm getting excited about Hamilton coming out. <laughs> on the plus. You know, all those things that are just regular because you need that. In the midst of that. So that's what I did with my family uh, or with my friends. And now with my family, it's really interesting. Um, When I was um, away at A&M, so this is back in 2001, 2002. My family would do conference calls, and I got teased about this. They were like it was and it was me, and my siblings, my mom uh, they are like, why in the heck are y'all doing conference calls and free <laughs> conference calls you could get a number and call in and uh, you know and and we would hold a conference call. My mom would have a Bible study, we would halfway listen because we were just like <laughs> uh, but we would just check up with one another and tease one another and all sorts of stupid stuff to this day, we still do conference calls. And so when the pandemic hit and we're all over the place, that was kind of our lifeline of connection. Um, and so I tell people, you know, what, in, what starts to happen is you start to understand the value of those relationships.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a blessing to have a circle of friends Mm-hmm. and um, really to have a family that you want to connect with by way of conference calls and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I, um, I'm i always thinking about the the extension of our audience and recognizing mm-hmm. that not everybody has a family that they can connect to and even a friend base. And so I want to say to those who are listening that we've talked about this before on the Freed Up podcast that, some of the ways that we support ourselves are through support groups, in that there are um, family doesn't always have to be a nuclear family. It can look very different. It can be a group of people that you connect with who have shared experiences, shared backgrounds, and that becomes your family. And so But I want to make sure that all the listeners know that exactly what Lexi said, we were not meant to walk this road alone, freed up is a journey, not a destination. And we should not be taking journeys that long, lifelong, without people surrounding us. So I just want to encourage that there are different ways to connect to those things. I'm really interested, you know, we talked a little bit about this emotional roller coaster and kind of the Mm -hmm. downs of emotions. And we know, by way of mental health, that we've got to really think about how these issues are impacting us so we know many have been experiencing trauma and grief because these are between the pandemic and what's happened with this these deaths of black americans particularly black males but we know we've had some females in there um that we are being traumatized as people and really, honestly, as a nation. So mm-hmm. racial groups, of course, experience it differently, but everybody's been a part of this picture. So so that's something that we, we definitely have to think about, our mental health. But we also need to think about our spiritual health because it's all tied together. And so, you know, Freed Up is about looking at the spiritual and the mental health together. And so I'm curious from you, how mm-hmm. has your faith played a role in what you've been going through this last week in particular, Mm -hmm. um, and what has that meant for your mental health?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina, that is more than a notion. Um, we may have a three or a four-part series but, uh, <laughs> in talking about that because, you know, one of the things that I talk about um, as it relates to my stroke is when you have a really severe physical trauma, mm-hmm. um, we focus on the physical or what we can see, mm-hmm. but the reality is that trauma affects your emotional, spiritual It can sometimes affect your financial. It affects, it's trauma that impacts all different areas. And so those wounds, in order to access the healing of those wounds, Mm -hmm. you've got to access healing in all those different areas. So in other words, when you have a physical trauma, you've also got to address the emotional trauma, the spiritual trauma, and everything that comes um, as a result of that physical trauma. So I think the same thing as it relates to what's happening in our world right now. Right now. Um, for me, it has been um, it has been a journey because um, I'll just give you a little bit of my experience. I go to predominantly white church. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've talked about, even on social media, is the challenges and the disappointment, um, especially around racism, uh, that we sometimes experience as an African-American or Black woman in a predominantly white church and how racism is addressed, how um, it's talked about, so many different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it can be it can be a trauma, there's hurt, there's all sorts of things around there. But I, I have to do the fight that ensues to separate the opinions and thoughts and experience of Christians from the reality and the truth of Christ.
0: Okay, yes, and that's good,
1: that's good. That is, that is a challenge. That is a struggle. We are so blessed and fortunate that we have the Word of God, you know, that we can go to and we can see what the Word of God says Mm -hmm. as it relates to empathy, you know, mourning with those who mourn, um, as it relates to Jesus and Him loving, you know, the poor, the destitute, Mm -hmm. as it relates to God and the Holy Spirit being our comforter. So Mm -hmm. we have those truths in the Word of God. And that is what we have to hold on to, even in the face of it seeming like words from his representatives on earth being diametrically opposed to all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even in, you know, first of all, having to embrace that truth and hold on to it, there's also the dual role of we needing to be the mouthpiece of the truth of the word of God. And that then is a whole other struggle. Yes. Like, how do you um, stand um, in the truth of the Word of God and the heart of Christ before your brother and sister um, who is really the light hasn't gone on uh, gone on yet in their heart? Mm. Um, there, there are many people that will say you can't be a Christian and racist. Um, There are all sorts of things that people say around this that, you know, as a black person, it's just, it's contradictory to what you see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the reality of what you see. So, in the end of the day, I say all that not because we're not without hope. I mean, we absolutely have hope, um, but we also have to look at the reality of the world that we live in and the role that we play in bringing truth and reconciliation Mm -hmm. Um, and we talk about that word and obviously that's a that word is so packed with so many different things sure and you're far better than me uh probably to be able to really unpack a lot of what that word means but you know at the end of the day even as we think through and talk through and pray about all those different things um we have to rest and hope in the trump uh the truth of of jesus christ and his love for us so that's where I'm at, but it's not an easy road. I want to make sure everybody understands that and hears me. It ain't easy.
0: <laughs> sure, there are quite a few amens out there and we have a, a mixed race, you know, audience. And so I, I really felt like it was important. And I'm so glad that you raised the fact that you do attend, that is primarily um, white um, Christians. And I, because I want to make sure that we are real and authentic. You know, that was one The very beginning when this podcast launched, one of the things that I committed to and the audience committed to because they continue to listen Mm -hmm. (laughs) is to be truthful and honest about it. And that Mm -hmm. is an area right now that is a very um, sensitive and painful area for um, particularly for blacks who Mm -hmm. are attending churches where there are, you know, white. Christians around them and or having conversations or hearing things in the media and from people who are looked up to and perceived to be um these strong men and women of God who have not yet really understood the core of Jesus' teachings which is Mm -hmm. that they will know the world will know that we are Christians by Mm -hmm. our love and that Mm -hmm. love is displayed for all of God's creation and so um that's a that's a touchy area, but I'm glad that you touched upon that and to really touch upon the challenge of it because I think for anybody trying to separate what you hear from people who bear the name of Christ mm-hmm. that doesn't line up with Christ's teaching is a it's there's this um you know this divide there's this tension with it mm-hmm. and which way do you go with it? and I think that that is. Um, A place that we find ourselves now, and I believe that's a place where God is calling us to courage up, which is, you know, our theme for this year is to really be able to stand in the face of that and say, but yet Christ, Um, look to him and look at him. We're not perfect, but look to him and look um, for him in this moment. So, thank you for sharing that aspect mm-hmm. of faith. Um, it's, as you said, all of this is connected. We are body, soul, mind, and spirit. So, one part of us that's touched, the other part does not just sit by idly and say, Hey, call me when you're done feeling mm-hmm. that or going through that. It's all connected. And so, where our faith is challenged, our emotions are challenged. Yeah. Uh, our thinking is challenged. And ultimately, that impacts our bodies. And so, um, for anyone who is struggling in that area, I just want to just take a minute to simply say, Lexi's given us some great wisdom. Just separate the two. We have the word of God, the teachings of Christ and his word will never fail. And it is elevated above everything, even above us as humans and our opinions, it is the final authority. So just want to share that before we take a little step off into some other um areas i you know what we've we've done a lot today in talking about this issue of um really just how what's happening around us impacts us spiritually mentally and emotionally and so lexi we're going to do another segment because there's much more to get on this i really want to talk about the impact of racism in our country and what that means for everybody, not just for the different racial groups, but our white brothers and sisters as well. I want to talk about these protests and this looting and this rioting. I want to talk that we're going to get into that. Let's talk about about Some of those layers and we're going to do so on our next episode. So, um, everybody stay tuned, come back. we got a lot more to unpack as it relates to what's going on now. And we want to talk about how we can remain on our freed up journey in the midst of all this that's happening. Lexi, what a joy to sit down with you and talk about something so near and dear to both of our hearts. And I know it's something that's important for our listeners. I'm looking forward to this next segment with you that'll come out at our next episode. I know that in this experience that many of you, the listeners are freed up, are having a challenging and a difficult time managing your emotions and keeping the faith. So I want to take a moment just to pray for you before we close. God, I thank you for your courage. I thank you for the hope that lies within each of us. We're reminded that you gave us your peace. We're reminded that the spirit of God is in us. And so we have the power to press through. We have the power to endure and we have the power to overcome. So thank you for lifting heads. Thank you for mending hearts. And most of all, God, thank you for your love that holds us, that keeps us, that covers us, and that cares for us in this season of our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, always remember, I'm walking this path with you. God loves you. I love you. Make sure you take care of you.